Operation Save Joe Biden's Poll Numbers. A drama in one act. Somewhere in Washington, in a parked car. It's a dumpster fire. They'll bounce back. Didn't Elon Musk invent some kind of brain enhancement thing? Is it too soon to get that for Biden? Is it only chimps? What? Nutrisystem, Nutrigreen. Neuralink. Is it too late to join the human clinical trial? Don't be an ass. Everybody gets old. Most people don't get that old. The boomers. They built it all. Now they're destroying it all. Everything is coming apart. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. How did it all go so wrong? Seriously, calm down. It's not that bad. He'll bounce back. If he passes those bills, the press will be giving him a slobbery blow. You know. He's putting on the heat with Mansion. The press keeps bullying cinema. How long can she possibly hold out? Although her fashion sense tells me she doesn't exactly want to blend in. Got Obama on Virginia to drag McAuliffe over the finish line. They have Americans whipped up into unimaginable panic and fear about January 6th. They'll do as they're told. Polls will rise because that is the story we're going to tell. Reality is less of an issue than what we say the reality is. Reality isn't what you think it is. Reality is just a matter of opinion. If we say everything is going to be fine, then everything is going to be fine. What? They'll bounce back. He's too big to fail. They are too big to fail. The press, the blue checks, they will not let them fail. They will not let him fail. They put him in power. They don't want to look like fools. We got this. It's more than the polls. There's a disconnect between reality and fantasy. The people who are dictating what the Democrats do are themselves completely out of touch with at least half of the American people, maybe more. What the right thinks about the left is closer to reality than what the left has decided the right is. Democrats only have one option to win elections, to scare voters. Rolling Stone comes out with a January 6th piece just before a big election. But what no one ever says is that there were two separate events that day. One was legal and one wasn't. They're treating the whole thing, all the people who were there to protest lawfully and rightfully into insurrectionists. They weren't. And yet, if we keep the people scared, they can maintain some power. Once that fear goes away though, they, we are sunk. But they, we need fear and fear is destroying the country. You're overthinking it. I'm telling you, this kind of power back in the Democrats right now is insurmountable. We just uh, need to spitball a few ideas, throw out there in the public, let them know the Biden administration is on their side. You know, maybe stop testing baby puppy beagles, you know, just a thought. Oh, you mean like removing Thomas Jefferson from City Hall? Pronouns by the State Department. This was not supposed to be America's second revolution. You start taking down statues of Confederates, that's one thing. Teddy Roosevelt, now it's getting weird. You take down Jefferson, that's the end of the American experiment. Okay, so those didn't work out as well. We have to think outside the box here, you know? Ice cream, bike rides, that disastrous town hall with Anderson Cooper, not working. Okay, so what about, you know, maybe kind of a casual fun thing? Slow jam the news. Biden is not Obama. He doesn't have that kind of charisma. No one wants to see him on TV. The country's falling apart. Do you want me to give you a yeah, but 
Or are you past the point of no return? We just dig around in our pockets and find that one shiny penny that gets us off the hook. Yes, it was a global pandemic. Yes, we were so freaked out we were wearing face shields and lining up outside of Costco. But when hundreds of thousands hit the streets, it was, yeah, but they're wearing masks. Yeah, but they're outside. In May of 2020, I know what your yeah, but is going to be. You'll say, yeah, but Thomas Jefferson isn't being taken down. He's just being moved. But yes, after being called an offensive racist, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, but what do you want me to say? I want you to say Biden will start facing reality. He'll start being the guy who would never go for removing Thomas Jefferson from City Hall. It's not that hard. It's the least you'd expect from a president, the very least. Those who voted on it don't represent the Democratic Party or Biden. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Well, why are you generalizing? Okay, so we all know what Thomas Jefferson did with Stanley Hemings and all that. What this whole country did, building itself up to be the greatest country in the world wasn't exactly pretty. Do you think the elite class who own million dollar homes are really gonna give it back to the indigenous people they claim to care about? Like Gwyneth Paltrow is gonna do that? Laura Dern? Forget it. Are they going to give away all their money to families living in poverty? Not a chance. Taking away the Jefferson statue allows them to feel as though the right people long since dead, who aren't around to defend themselves or make excuses or, or virtue signal on Instagram, are the ones paying the price for progress. That is enough. Take down the statue and they can keep their stuff. What we need is someone with courage, wisdom, someone to stand up to Twitter. Teddy Roosevelt took a bullet to the chest and still went on to give a speech. He could handle Twitter. Biden's just trying to get through the day. And I don't know if TR could handle Twitter. Public humiliation is a crippling fear. They voted for the guy in the middle, the moderate. If you could sum up what they voted for, it would be not Bernie Sanders, not Elizabeth Warren. They didn't vote for anything. They voted against something or someone. The American people don't know what they want. We tell them what they want. What if America is being sabotaged? What if there is an entire army of spies infiltrating all of our institutions and slowly weakening them? I think those are just Berkeley graduates. It's all starting to make sense now. What if you were smart enough to destroy a country, not with bombs, but with ideas, idea pathogens? What if you could weaken their education system, weaken their military, weaken their scientific research by figuring out how to knock out those who are genuinely the best at what they do, but because they might not meet the DEI requirements, they have to go work at Costco just to find employment. I'm sorry, you lost me, man. Get a grip. It's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal? The whole plane has crashed into the mountain. Oh, man, nothing is fucked here. Nothing is fucked? No, man. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain! Think about it. You have no choice but to hop aboard the Woke Express, Destination Utopia. If you have no choice, that means your military has no choice, your teachers have no choice, your media has no choice, your entertainment has no choice. How can a country function when it is at war with its own foundational principles? Think of how easy it would be to get on Twitter and call everything racist. The Chinese totally have our number on that. They laugh at us because of it. They know that they just have to press that button and our entire system goes into DEFCON 1. Think of how easy it is to throw us off our game, to scare us into distraction and panic. 
You've been watching too much Tucker Carlson. Me and everyone else in America. It used to be easier to pivot when no one did. But now they do. Now they do. Even Jake Tapper. Even Jake Tapper. Even Rachel Maddow. Even Rachel Maddow. Especially Rachel Maddow. I think people are watching because they're angry. Trump is gone. They have nothing to be angry about. Except Trump isn't gone, is he? They booted him off social media just to prove the half the country that votes for him that they are elites who are above even the president. Now he's got some social media thing that is worth twice what the New York Times is worth. He's headed towards running a business worth $20 billion. He'll screw it up. Doesn't matter. This is only moving in one direction. It means the left is collapsing. You get that, right? Once they start firing editors of the New York Times for words they said on a field trip, it's over, man. Thomas Jefferson, it's over. Come on, we have an whole army on Twitter, the blue checks. What's that? It's like 3,000 people max. We have Zuckabucks. America is an idea. An idea that is crumbling and being replaced by ideas that have already proven themselves failures. Even Vladimir Putin knows this. Even Xi Jinping knows this. They see what America is becoming. They also seem sad to watch its decline. I used to go to sleep at night thinking I lived in the best country in the world and that every other country envied our scrappy tail. But look at us now. Look, man, it's really not that bad. White men have ruled this country since its founding, so they're taking a well-deserved hit. Let's recenter the narrative for a change. Yeah, like, no big deal. Like, every person who built this country, drove scientific achievements, made the best movies, wrote the best books, we're just going to pretend they're expendable? By stomping on and exploiting marginalized people. Oh, bullshit. Right, like Einstein. Pretending's not so bad. This whole country was founded on pretending. Jack Dorsey and Jeff Bezos and Joe Biden are the perfect patriarchs America wants. What you can see is fully compliant. What you can't see still holds all the power. Take away a Jefferson statue here, implement DEI mandates there, vote for Kamala Harris. We're all playing a game that all of a sudden we've solved the problem of inequity. But it's all a game, man. It always has been. So let's just pretend a little longer. That's what we're paid to do. So shut up and dance. Oh, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said shut up and dance with me. So what's next? We're primates. We probably need an alpha male to take us out of chaos in the final analysis. Round and round and round in the circle game. No one on the left has that kind of courage right now, so you do the math. So after all that, we're primates. That's it? Well, if I had to guess, yes. Of course, if I said that out loud, I'd be fired. So in other words, Trump 2024. Your words, not mine. We're seriously going to run a candidate who couldn't even beat competitors on our own side against Trump? Do we have a choice? We don't have a choice. Because if you criticize her or seek a replacement, you'll be called a racist. Just as you would in 2020 if you suggested she wasn't the best choice for Veep. How else are we going to get an overeducated group of social justice Zoomers to turn out? Let's go Brandon. Yeah. But. Yeah.
Picture this. A group of politicians from the 13 American colonies come together in this city, right here, to plot what turns out to be a revolution. A contentious Continental Congress needs to set forth some convincing reasons for declaring war. Congress turns to a brilliant 33-year-old aristocrat from Virginia, Thomas Jefferson. In a matter of days, the red-haired wonder writes one of the most celebrated manifestos for human freedom and self-government in the history of Western civilization. The Continental Congress authorizes Philadelphia printer John Dunlap to print 200 broadsides, poster-sized sheets. The document, unsigned, is then rushed to waiting horsemen who put it in their saddlebags and gallop throughout the colonies. This is the internet of the time. On town squares and, and tall stairwells, orators read the document to large crowds of people. If this revolutionary war is to be won, thousands of farmers and tradesmen must be persuaded to take up arms and fight. And they do. Not many people realize it today, but scholars believe Jefferson intended for the declaration to be performed and not just read. Its words and rhythms were written to be spoken in proud and defiant tones in grand public places. It's a safe bet that the Continental Congress never had in mind a performer like me, a black man. But Thomas Jefferson was not ignorant of the problem of slavery, of course. He called it a moral and political depravity and in the original draft of the Declaration, denounced the slave trade as a cruel war against human nature itself. But Congress thought better of that item and deleted it. And in fact, there's no inclusion of blacks, Native Americans, or even women for that matter, in this preeminent statement on the equal rights of man. Well, it makes you wonder. How could a man who himself held slaves write with such incredible passion and eloquence about human liberation and the promise of a democratic republic? Why, some may ask, do I bring up such embarrassing truths on this glorious occasion? I answer. The real glory of the Declaration of Independence has been our nation's epic struggle throughout history to close the gap between the ideals of this remarkable living document and the sometimes painful realities of American life. The Declaration symbolizes the birth of our nation, of course, but also the constant struggle to achieve its ideals. Consider. The words of this document inspired the French Revolution in 1789. And 200 years later, the revolt of Chinese students in Tiananmen Square. It inspired Abraham Lincoln to issue the Emancipation Proclamation, Martin Luther King Jr. to fight for civil rights, and women's suffragettes to fight for the vote. This business of fulfilling the Declaration of Independence is a difficult struggle but it is also an ennobling struggle. Jefferson called the Declaration an expression of the American mind. 
It is why this nation is so great and why I am so proud to be an American.